Hello and welcome to the Empathy for Breakfast show. I am Mimi Nicklin and I am your host of a show that travels the world, talking to people from all corners of our planet about empathy, about our ability to connect and to understand each other and how that is changing our world. These conversations won't only unpack the amazing power of empathy in our societies and our businesses, but they will remind us that we are all far more alike than we are different. I believe that there has never been a better time to talk about empathy, to talk about our need to reconnect as people, as human beings. The more the world talks about empathy, the more empathy the world will have. So let's get talking. Hello and welcome back to the Empathy for Breakfast show. Today, I don't have one, but two amazing guests to talk all about the link between empathy and our inner champion. I think it's going to be a fantastic discussion. I've got Leslie Saki and Els Colster here to talk to me. Leslie Saki is a former boxing champion, so hold on to your seats. She's the owner of the boxing boutique and the co-founder of WeBox. And here with Leslie today is Els Colster, who's a corporate athlete and boxing coach and the other co-founder of WeBox. So ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, thank you. I'm absolutely honored to have you here. I'm so thrilled that the three of us have connected during these pandemic months and again, met wonderful women all around the world. I think we've got Dubai, the Netherlands, and where are you, Leslie? Ghana. Ghana. So we've got the whole world, the whole world on a podcast. So let's kick off with the opening question I always use on the show, which is what does empathy mean to you, especially in these times, especially after the months that have gone by? And Els, why don't we start with you? What does empathy mean to you? Yeah, I think it's, it's a really good question because I think it's when one person is acknowledging the existence of another person. It's having that um, curiosity to someone else and seeing also the bigger perspective. Basically, when somebody can say, I see you, I hear you, I understand you, I think that is basically for me what empathy means. Absolutely. I love that. I see you and I hear you. Perfect. Uh, sort of beautiful explanation there. Leslie, what, what does it mean to you? I think it's really just about an extension of kindness, which I think everything really comes back to is when you can be kind, then, you know, people feel a connection or a level of connection and consideration. So if you can extend that kindness, not only to yourself, but in turn to other people, then I think it, it's about including them in your world and also making it wider so I think that's what empathy is is the ability to be inclusive so that's to see somebody else's perspective but also extending that same kindness for yourself in the process I love the idea of bringing them into your world what a beautiful way of saying that you know it's it's the ability to bring people into your world or for you to step into theirs so I think we can talk about that today I think it's a really fantastic setup for our discussion now both of you love boxing both of you are in the boxing oh, yeah. world we're gonna we're gonna talk about that today what, what the link is between boxing and being a champion in performance but as athletes what does challenging yourself mean and why has that played an important role for you in, in your journey as a woman and of course this discussion is coming right off the back of International Women's Day 2021 so I want to talk about what this means as women what does being a champion mean and Leslie we maybe we start with you as a former boxing champion you've had a lot of <laughs> a lot of performance to achieve in your life what does being a champion mean to you? I think being a champion is to um, again the ability to connect 
so it's to connect the body and the mind together so where they're working in unison and you're at your very best so that means that doesn't necessarily when we talk about being at your very best it's not always about success or winning but it's when you feel like you have aligned so I really have evolved in this process of understanding that the physical or the external and internal inextricably linked and when those two are working together that's when we're at our best that's when we have our most creative transformative energy and for me boxing was the vehicle for that so I wasn't groomed from an early age you know growing up and to be training as a boxer in fact it was the opposite I was working in music and it was a whole different environment however what I'd learned was that by challenging myself physically and having the confidence and the guidance to do so I learned a lot more about my character which applies to many areas outside of the boxing ring and that's really where me and Elsa came together and wanted to share that message and experience especially with women because I feel like we really struggle with making that connection and so it's just really about saying actually we have all the tools and whether it's boxing or I don't know yoga any any type of movement that helps you challenge that transformative energy into something that you can excel in then I think that's really the main focus. So it's about alignment more than anything it's about bringing your physical and your emotional together so that you can be at your best. Yeah absolutely but it's just which the core of that comes down to belief so we say like confidence is self-trust so it's the ability to really just trust in yourself and your process and your journey irrespective of the outcome because a lot of the time we always focus on the outcome and yes when we talk about champions we you know even when we deliver our workshops we always ask the question are champions born or are they made and it's kind of it's it's a it's a mixed response because yes to a certain degree yes champions are born you have that intrinsic kind of talent and skill but if you don't have the other aspects of it the ability to push through the resilience the mindset then you know it's kind of like well does that make you a champion or not which is why we're trying to encourage people to say well a champion champions created you know they're not born they're made and so if you have the right tools you can absolutely adopt a champion's mindset I did I'm I'm an example of that. Like I said, I wasn't groomed from an early age, so it was something that I'd learned. Phenomenal. I mean, I, I absolutely love that. I've never no one's ever asked me before whether champions are, are born or made, but I love that concept of, you know, all of us have got it within us to take on that challenge. Els, have you got anything to add to that? I mean, you're not uh from a traditional sort of athlete background. You you as a corporate athlete. How do you see challenge in a similar way to Leslie? Is it slightly different? Well, I mean, I've been before I start boxing, I worked for nine years in the corporate world and I think you're bumping into a lot of challenges but you don't really feel that you can you don't feel empowered enough to 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 really you know fighting these challenges or or learn how to become or how to how to yeah work that but when I became a boxing coach and when I start really getting into the boxing I realized that you have to face yourself in the boxing ring and you need to learn how to deal with the challenges so what happens is you start really um, learning yourself and I think the most important is that uh, and I think that's also that's one of the things that we're always talking about when we're in the workshops you need to find your foundation you need to understand what is your strength what are your challenges or your weaknesses and and how to perform at your best 
and and who do you need to connect with in order to really help you to go through those challenges so i learned a lot of challenges in the ring and i wish that i knew these challenges before i actually you know was in the corporate world so that is um for the corporate world it's 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 a great tool to you know understanding yourself in a different perspective and how you can really use that performance as well so how do you perform uh, just what leslie said at least perform different than we in in the corporate world and it's it's really interesting when we ask any questions of what do athletes or how do they perform and what can we learn you know how do they train and how do they and when how much do they train and how much do they perform i mean athletes they always train they train more than that they actually perform so in that training they understand themselves better and they're pushing themselves to the limits and they start building a challenge and it's the courage that you need to take in order to build that confidence and you you know, facing other challenges. Absolutely. And tell me, I mean, I think in the last year, we've all had a lot, a lot of challenges. And yesterday, we had International Women's Day 2021. And the theme this year was choose to challenge hashtag choose to challenge. Now, my opinion out in the world this week is that quite frankly, I've had enough of challenging. Um, and I believe from I many organizations around the world that lots of women have, right, we have had many a challenge for many a day for nearly 365 days. Leslie, what did you think of the theme? Of course, you're someone that believes in challenging your inner champion. But what do you believe is the right theme or the right message for women today, given the year that's gone by? It's really interesting you say that because, you know, obviously, I work with a lot of phenomenal women. And, you know, I was having a conversation this morning about International Women's Day and how suddenly it's become like an additional, it feels like an additional thing as opposed to a celebration. One more thing for like as females to commit to, especially if you're someone who is is kind of quite active in the world and so people on this particular day at international they want to have a conversation with you they want to talk about things so it it just the feedback was that it's just an added pressure and actually as women we, we're already dealing with enough that was the feedback I got which I empathize with because I fully get it what I love about it is that is the celebration of women coming together but I think again that should be an like that this should not be an anomaly it's not reserved for one day or one month and so when you talk about choosing to challenge I feel like it's not every challenge is a choice and I feel like when it comes to women I feel like again it's 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 you know sometimes that there's only two answers or responses with with the challenge and that's that's either do it or don't and so sometimes it feels like it's not every challenge is, is, is a choice but actually sometimes not doing can also be celebrated so if you can take a 360 view of the year that we've just had and how intense it was the highs and lows everyone's experience is different but actually I think it's okay and I think there needs to be space to say it's okay to just take a little bit of recovery time so in boxing we speak about this a lot boxing is based on rounds so we're boxing in rounds and we have in between we have a one minute recovery time without the one minute recovery time we're not able to go back into the ring and fight our best so I think it's the same principle outside of the ring, which is we need to allow for recovery time. So not everything is about challenging, pushing, exceeding, like doing, you know, sometimes you just have to stop and recover, reflect, have a moment and then go back in again. And I think that message needs to be just as clear as challenging. Yes, I'm all for pushing, moving outside of our comfort zone. I think it's important for our confidence, 
But I also think recovery and and sometimes it's okay to say, you know, I'm going to take a minute from this challenge. And also not every challenge is a choice. So we get to choose how we respond to it or not, as opposed to feeling the pressure to always deliver. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we're in a world where there is, as you just said, one challenge after the other. And that's when you remove the pandemic. You know, it is one long race, I feel, particularly for women, but but for all humans. Els, In your experience, you've done lots of work, as you mentioned earlier, in the corporate space. How do you think women can continue to embrace the strength just to make those decisions? When I'm going to challenge, when I'm going to rest, how I'm going to create some form of balance, if indeed balance exists. How do they access this inner champion in these times? Yeah, I think, well, Leslie already touched base on it, that with with boxing, we always talk about, you know, you, you build your resilience, you rest, you recover, you reflect on how you did, and then you start continuing Again, so you're keeping your performance up, and I think with uh, what we see now as well with with the pandemic, we had well two some people or some country three lockdowns. So we 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 were in these stages of building these resilience, and now we're in the final stage where everybody is basically getting that burnout and and feeling that it's more of a challenge. So I think what if we're looking into the corporate world, and when I speak to to my colleagues as well, we all are you know desperate to see each other again. We're all desperate to to connect again, and I think that is the most important part now. Is that we've done the resilient part. We 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 fought, and you know we became more resilient. But now is the piece where we need to show the empathy and saying like, guys, we're here together. It sucks. We, you know, it's hard to stop, but let's do this, you know, and understanding each other much better. And it's also very important. So the empathy part is important, but also how do we connect and connect with the people that are like-minded is so important because I, I don't have kids, but some people are, you know, have a family and they need to, you know, work. Uh, they need to work and they need to take care of the kids. So they might have much more uh, support if they talk with other like-minded people that have also kids to understand each other, but also giving each other, you know, advice of how to move forward in the last stages of, you know, of these lockdowns. Absolutely. And to that point, I was speaking on a panel recently, and there was one of the head of HRs from EY, um, I believe she was in Turkey, and she was talking about that exact insight. She said they had set up these sort of help networks, understanding networks, and what they realized was they needed to go really micro to make them work. So parents of young children, parents of teenagers, you know, really specifying those groups that you could call in to help because the understanding was higher. So I think, you know, really, really interesting point there. And, you know, that differs all around the world. Leslie, you are in Africa. I wish I was in Africa today, but alas, I'm not, but you are. Um, We've all three of us traveled around the world um, as women, and we've seen these different relationships um, with resilience, with confidence, with our roles in society. I had a really challenging live radio interview this morning in South Africa where the gentleman interviewing me I didn't expect it but quite fairly asked why South African women on the tip of Africa should be celebrating International Women's Day when there is so much violence and aggression to them in society that they can't go for a jog and feel safe so why should they be celebrating women's independence or sort of experience in life at all so there's lots of very differing opinions on this what's some of your experience what have you seen in the different areas you've lived or perhaps in Africa where you are right now how does it change this relationship with resilience with confidence with the growth of women with our ability to challenge what are your thoughts 
I think it goes back to this thing that I've really been thinking about a lot, especially with, I know they talk, when they say choose to challenge, it's really about choosing to challenge maybe opinions or, you know, stereotypes. I looked at it a different way. I feel like this whole thing as women is like we don't always have a choice. So sometimes we're placed in situations that are super challenging and people are like, oh, well, how did you get through it? It's like, well, again, what was the alternative? And I feel like that's how women are the world over. That's what is consistent, whether I'm in Africa or London or Dubai or, you know, I feel like that the, the kind of there's a similar, there's consistency in terms of we just keep doing even when things are hard or we keep trying to find a way. But sometimes we just need support or the space to just stop for a minute and I think it definitely I mean this is Ghana I think things are harder in in many respects but also I think women women are supported a lot as well in other ways as well but what I do feel the theme um that I've been kind of noticing is not every challenge feels like a choice yet women are expected to respond the same like it's the expectation of like well just get on with it or and so if you don't, it's kind of like, oh, God, like, what's up with her or, you know, and I feel like it, it's wrong. Like we, And that comes to, again, being empathetic and understanding, you know, not everybody's the same. Yeah, we're all women, but we have different tasks and challenges that we're facing. And sometimes it doesn't feel like a choice rather than just something we have to get through or else. I agree with that. And I think when the mental health of the whole world right now is increasingly tentative, right, shall we say, just, you know, in the balance all over the place, I really love what you're saying about it's not always a choice. And therefore, you know, can we take on another challenge today? Do we have a choice to take on another challenge? And also, what do we define as a challenge? Because for some people, getting out of bed is a challenge, you know, not necessarily changing political norms or, or the status quo in the corporate world. Els, before we move on to boxing, because we, we've touched on it a bit today, but I do want to get your thoughts. Just anything to add there in terms of this idea around, you know, the choice to challenge. And you're in Europe today. And to be honest, I know very little about Europe at this stage. How do you think women are responding there to this idea of challenge, the pandemic, resilience? Yeah, I think it's, it's um, I would almost um, see it as, it's almost similar to the UK. And uh, I would almost say almost similar to the UK and Sweden. So there is this very, uh, the, the culture here, and especially in the Netherlands, they're very independent women. So they, uh, if you look at uh, the work and life balance, uh, you have men working 50% and women work 50% if they have kids. So it's, there is a very good balance. Um, I think they, they do see challenges in, in the corporate world, but it's, it's, it's in a, they are in a better position, definitely. But as, as Leslie said, everybody and every culture has a different uh, perspective, have a different way of life, and they, they all have their own way of challenges. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. So let's, we're going to begin to wrap up because as ever, 20 minutes flies by in the blink of an eye. Both of you are extremely passionate about boxing. Of course, you're the co-founders of WeBox, which is a business that uses boxing to teach many of these lessons. Leslie, what's the connection for anyone listening between boxing and these more emotionally intelligent parts of our lives? How are we connecting learnings and the experience of boxing to our emotional well-being? I think it's there's many things. And I'm not just saying this, obviously, because I'm biased. I love boxing. It's, I really feel like boxing is life in terms of everything that 
I've learned in the ring applies outside of it. And the reason I say that is because there was life for me before boxing. So it wasn't like I was channeled, like like I said, from an early age. So I feel like things like the resilience, you know, getting knocked down and being, get, you know, the ability to get up again, that's probably the obvious one. But there's, there's lots of different things in terms of, you know, a confidence of learning something new. Um, you know, accountability, like showing up, saying you're going to turn up and, and going through and pushing through. And also all the things that you get, you know, the feeling of like with exercise or movement, it has there has to be a level of interest or like to do it. You may not like it the whole time, but you understand why you're doing it. And so when you do things like that, I encourage people to hold on to that feeling after long after the session's finished in terms of I didn't want to do something, but I challenged myself. Oh my gosh, I done it. And now I feel, you know, I feel proud of myself, but also from a mental health point of view, all the feel good hormones. But when we're training and active in terms of work and performance, we're more receptive, we're more focused, we have an ability to be clearer about what we're doing and listen as well. And our responses are improved. So from a very physical, practical point of view, they're all the things, but most importantly, you have an outlet. And so you have an outlet to kind of express whatever is going on internally in a very physical way and so they complement each other and I feel like corporate companies especially are missing a trick when they don't see how beneficial it is to look after people from a whole 360 point of view yeah the whole self making space for that connection between the physiological the the physical the emotional that the whole lot else how can people find you I know you've got some some great courses some online boxing some breathing sessions obviously corporate workshops for anyone listening can you tell us a little little bit about what you do and how they can find you so what we do is we we create a workshop of how to think feel and perform like a champion so we're using the six key that we discovered six key aspects that make you a champion so uh how to think like uh how to present how to feel confident how to get ready for performance uh how to connect as a team of champions and where you can find us is at weboxworkshops.com on instagram is weboxunite and those are the two main areas where you can find us leslie is there anything you want to chip in uh yeah in terms of so we have webox and respectively i'm the boxing boutique so i focus on from uh probably not so corporate aspect of working with the self so physical and internal so you can find me at the boxingboutique.com on Insta, the Boxing Boutique, um, and else you can add your your complimentary. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I think that's the, the best way. Uh, I work a lot with uh, the corporate world. Um, I'm at this stage, I'm a um, engagement account director uh, for a company and helping companies to enhance their cultures and uh, employee engagement and experiences. So you can definitely find me on LinkedIn and uh, that will be the best way to reach out to me. Super, ladies. So I will pop all of that in the show notes to make sure that everybody can find you, including me, because I definitely need <laughs> six tips to being a champion for sure to get through the rest of this year but before we wrap up today the million dollar question I'm going to start with you Els if you could share breakfast with any one person who would it be where would you go and what would you have yeah I think I mean this is the hardest question ever uh Mimi this is this is really hard but I I had to think about it and for me I'm always very uh interested to know about painters so I'm I'm a big fan of Frida Kahlo and Salvador Dali. So I think those two have such a creative, crazy mind. And uh, Frida is such an empower, you know, empowering woman. Uh, 
Definitely those two. I would love to to meet them and and paint with them. I guess. And where would you go? Where are you? Oh, so Frida is in in Mexico. Salvador Dali in uh, Catalonia. So I would say Mexico. I, I would think say that Mexico. would be nice, <laughs> right? Yeah. Who doesn't want to have breakfast in Mexico? Leslie, what about you? Who are you going to share breakfast with and where are you going? Frida was a good one, Else. Frida was a real good one. Yeah, she's taken now. (laughs) Okay, so I think I'm going to go for Angela Davis. Um, So part of the civil rights movement and freedom fighter. I think she has a lot of experience dealing with all different types of people, but also you know, surrounded by men and how she had to navigate herself in an environment that was not only oppressive from a kind of gender perspective, but also from a race perspective. Um, I would, we were going a little, I think, a journey around the South on the back of a Harley. I think that would be cool. And we would sit (laughs) and have the best mac and cheese and like go for barbecue and just hang out, just explore, um, yeah, Deep South and, and have a real education and history lesson for me anyway, at least. My gosh. I mean, I love those answers. And the only other person I know that wants to eat mac and cheese for breakfast, Leslie, is my daughter, who's three years old. So you can take her. Tell her she's a champion. It's it's, it's the breakfast of champions. (laughs) Breakfast of champions. Els Carter and Leslie Saki, thank you so much for joining me for breakfast today. It has been an absolutely fantastic discussion. I think we could go on all day um, really looking at how do we empathize with our inner champion? What does that mean to women today? As you have been here with us, you can find Leslie and Els at all of the Instagram links and website links they shared earlier. Everything's in the show notes. Please do go and find them. I think there is a wealth of learnings out there from within the boxing ring. So Els and Leslie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Bye. 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 And with that, another episode of the Empathy for Breakfast show comes to a close. I would like to thank IQ Films who produced this episode and DJ Ciel for my soundtrack and music. Do join me online to carry on the conversation. I'm incredibly active on Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter at Mimi Nicklin. I would love to talk to you all more. Meanwhile, spread the word, share the empathy, because after all, the more the world talks about empathy, the more empathy the world will have. I'm Mimi Nicklin. Thank you very much for tuning in. And I look forward to seeing you again on the Empathy for Breakfast show.